ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Plague and Sell Show with Mark. Celebrating its 10-year anniversary, dominating the podcast world. Now sit back and relax, and let's welcome your host, Blake, Sal, and Mark! So I'd like, for the music man... <laughs> ...to do up my favorite song, One Last Time. other thing I will say, and this probably will not happen, but I will mark the fuck out if it did, if for one night only they paid for the rights to Final Countdown, uh, and uh, had Brian come out the Final Countdown, I will lose my fucking mind. <laughs> it was the anthem of my bad boy world champion Detroit Pistons, but then it became forever associated with the man that some say is the greatest wrestler of all time, the American Dragon, Brian Danielson. Hello and welcome to the Blake of Style Show with Mark, episode 468. And come on, we had to do it. <laughs> we had to open the show like that. <sighs> I'm here with Blake, and I'm really sick and tired of the Canadian wild, uh, wildfire smog. So, there you go. I'm just going to start with that today. Because I, I, I was feeling it last night, when we, we, last night when I went to bed. Let me bring on my co-host. First of all, the biggest heel in podcasting, a man who was texting me, really, really upset about how Kurt Angle's milk is not really milk the other day. Sal, how you doing? Unmute yourself. Whoopsie, I forgot I was on mute. Um, 
I was saying, you know, when you've been lied to for 15 years, it's not a good feeling when you find out the truth. Is it like when, when kids find out about Santa Claus? Is that what it is? <laughs> no, this one is, no, no, this no. one's worse. Oh, this is worse. This is worse. So finding yeah. out that the milk is not real milk is worse than the other kids finding out about Santa Claus. That's what we're finding out today. Yes. <laughs> okay, yes. that okay. I didn't expect no. that to be that was our show. Hey, let me introduce you. And the okay. uh, man, the myth, the legend, our wrestling story, Mark Dad. How you doing? Yeah, now you can say what you're gonna say. If it wasn't real milk, what was it? Almond milk? No, it was water. Apparently, it was, it was water in white. It was water with white food coloring. Oh, that's just a. <laughs> but anyways, I already knew that from Kurt Angle's podcast. Like you're talking to me, like I didn't already know this, and then I realized, oh wait, I heard a Kurt Angle's podcast, and I like I heard you know, it. Else. You know, you could have like say, okay, it was powdered milk mixed with water. They said it wasn't milk, so there you go. Oh, there you go. Well, no, neither is powdered milk. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you're going there, the lactate milk really isn't real milk here. That's what I drink, so. <laughs> it's just milk without the lactose. Oh, trust me, I know. All right, so since we've, we've milked, speaking of milk, we've milked this song in the background long enough, and we're going to get flagged all over YouTube. I really don't give a fuck today. <laughs> um, I, I asked Dad, like, I know he's supposed to have the intro. Like, like, isn't it obvious we have to start a photo countdown? We have to, like, especially after Sunday. So you have to do it. I mean, do we have do we have $100,000 to pay the oh, fine? We'll get there in a second. But yeah, this is Europe, the final countdown. And I had to take us back in time a little bit to um, 2009, to the final Ring of Honor appearance of Brian Danielson. And apparently that was the last time he heard this song, was that adherence. And then he was not told the song was going to be played until he heard it about the walk to the ring. Oh, that's awesome. So that's he didn't really know cool. so the reaction to Restore was natural. That's cool. <laughs> so, and by the way, apparently um, Dad found out it was about $250,000 to pay for the song for the night. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. It's insane. What the fuck? Like, what the I, fuck? I, I, thought I, I thought I heard it was... Is more than that. I thought it's insane. Uh, it's even, someone said like three hundred and fifty thousand. It's still ridiculous. You know, it's absolutely still ridiculous. Yeah, but if you're TK and you got the money to do it, and you want to keep your employees happy, there you go. No, it's, he can't afford to do it more than one night. So, well, while we were doing that final countdown intro. Our um, special guest who said he might be running a little late. Actually, he got here right right as we were doing our spiel. Perfect timing. I haven't played this in a while, so let's do this. From the PW Tour VIP side, let's clarify that, it's Speedway Video. Our old friend Tom Staff. Tom, welcome to the show. Oh, yes. I love the, the weird, wild world of professional wrestling. I can pop on to a wrestling podcast halfway through a discussion about milk <laughs> and know exactly what you guys are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes. Oh my God, that's that's hysterical. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> also helped that you actually, unlike multiverse, you actually listen to our show, so you know us well enough to know what the <laughs> fuck we're talking about at the same time. <laughs> there's there's some context. Helps. <laughs> <laughs> that really does help. All right, real fast before we get into things. Um, for those listening to the show on Friday, I'm in New Jersey. When you hear this, I'm not even, I'm in New Jersey. So um, it's actually pretty funny because I'm going to be listening to this with like New Jersey commercials and everything else. It's going to be really interesting how this works when I download the show on Friday morning myself. So that's fun. But yeah, I'm literally getting out of plane tomorrow. We're recording this on Wednesday. We're literally getting out of plane tomorrow to go out east and I'm going to be out there for a good week. So that's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Um, so I got to text you later if I ask you a question about something. But I'll text you later. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> Let's get into this show. Help support the show. And how about you can find the show and the project we work on at theoblegastalshow.com. So. Uh, you can buy our shirts, stickers, hoodies, little baby miniature uh, clothespins and more from our T Public store. Click on that T Public link on our website or go to T Public and search for Blake and Sal Show. Hey, did we get our uh, Blake and Sal Show with Mark uh, Freestroid Astronaut Ice Cream in yet? Oh, that is random. Oh, that one was random. <laughs> I figured they freeze-dried ice cream with the pretend milk. So you know. that was a bit. I did I, that. That's a call. I have not heard in a long time. <laughs> well done on that one. I gave you that one. Up. But not all items actually available. Let's go to break. We'll be right back. All right. Um. First of all, as always. Go pick up Andy's book. I know I am. If you have not yet, available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and R and Tab Publishing, in English and in oh, Spanish. Oh, like a model one. Hold on. Oh, you could do that. While you do that, I'll just do the next thing. The Andy Mandy Show available at all Patrick's Reverend, returning after the Fourth of July, and there's Sal modeling the I Know I Am book. Right there. There you go. Very nicely done. Very nicely done. I'll have to screen cap that later. <laughs> there you go. Um, Tom, why don't you get your plugs and go? Thank you. Yeah, uh, as you mentioned, Torch VIP subscribers can hear me. Every Saturday on NXT Eight Years Back with Kelly Wells, doing exactly what that sounds like, reviewing the episode of NXT from eight years prior, and on uh, the last Sunday of every month, or you know thereabouts. It's it's I have a weird schedule for how I do it, but it's you can roughly expect the last Sunday of every month to be a bonus point covering WWE developmental, primarily the stuff you don't see on TV. Fair enough. I think it's fun because um, listening to your show and then everyone starts popping up on the main show. It's like, oh, I heard about him. I heard about them already. Yeah. I know them. And, and, and Mandy looks at me and like, how do you know who that is? I'm like, I hear Tom's show. So I know who the people are already. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. I've already gotten a couple questions about uh, Bronco Nima and Lucian Price since they've been advertised as coming soon. And if, you, if you've listened to Bonus Point, you have a little bit of an idea of who they are. Yeah, very much. Um, before we get into the wrestling, I do want to say one thing. For those who know me, I'm a big um, talk radio guy. And um, I listen to New York Sports Radio, even out here. And um, Sal knows that I'm a dog. I already brought stuff to him. The um, Kurt Roberts show is ending today, on Friday, as you're hearing this, after two and a half years. Um, Craig Carton is stepping down from radio completely. He's going over to FS1. It's a very big deal in the New York market. And it's a very big deal because mm-hmm. a lot of people watch the show on FS1 around the country. So, like, it's a big deal. Um so I just wanted to make sure I brought that up. I, I've been listening to the show every single day for the last couple, like almost three years. So I'm actually kind of sad that the show's ending <laughs> um, today. So I just wanted to shout that out because um, it's a big deal to me. And um, be sure you're doing New York radio 
that the number one show in New York is actually ending today. So, <laughs> yeah. So, all right. I just wanted to make sure I brought that up. All right. Um, let's do this. And now let's get into the crazy world of professional wrestling. All right. Um, I guess we should real quick. As to not completely bore Tom, I know he's not an AEW person at all. <laughs> um, Forbidden Door happened this past Sunday, and I'm not going to lie, and I'm not even going to bullshit you. Outside of the final countdown stuff that we were joking about in the intro, there's not really a whole lot of talking points out of the show. I'm not quite sure how people are getting two-hour shows out of this show. I have no clue. <laughs> I have no idea. I had fun. I had a lot of fun. But I just don't see the breakdown people are doing here. Like, Osprey, Omega, uh, Osprey and um, Omega was great. That was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed Okada Danielson. I know Danielson broke it, um, fractured his elbow and somehow wrestled the last 10 minutes with a fractured elbow. I have no clue how he did that. Um, and broke his forearm. Broke his forearm, fractured. There's a whole bunch of shit going on there, and he's out in at least six to eight weeks. But, like... And then Jack Perry turned heel, and CM Punk getting grouped by Canadian. That's about it. Those are your highlights. And Owen oh, Singh and Singh, <laughs> Singh looked like a wandering old man at one point. And so did Dom <laughs> Tanahashi. But that's about it. Like, I got nothing else. Um, but other than that, Sal, any thoughts on overall on the show and any other quick thoughts you have about it? Because really, I got nothing else. Um, you pretty much covered everything. Uh, I mean, it was a good show. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I really could have done without the IWGP Heavyweight Championship match because that kind of just felt like it was unnecessary but, but again they had to do it. it they had to do that match yeah, because of the champ- it. yeah. Plus, you know the whole with the whole heel turn yeah i guess so and in japan um, and in japan have to have the title on the show you know what i mean like yeah, yeah well, that's true too uh but other than that i mean i i enjoyed the show um it made our preview show kind of useless because we literally <laughs> covered like what Five out of the seventeen thousand matches they wanted. Well, to that play. and then we covered two matches that they being combined into one. <laughs> which yes, is that too. Which is even funnier. <laughs> so yeah, Dad, any thoughts? Like any other thoughts? Uh, out of the whole program, the two matches that stood out to me were uh, the Omega match. Oh, and the Osprey, yeah. Match. Uh, Osprey, I'm telling you, this guy, I don't know how he comes up with the moves he does and is able to basically get back on his feet, but he does, and he's amazing to watch. And uh, going forward with New Japan, he's going to be a workhorse for them for a while. I think how he's better been their world champion. I think he's good. <laughs> yeah. So I he's mean, been the world champion. <laughs> Right, right now they're they're back on the right horse with the program for it, and it's working for them. And you know, I wish them nothing but the best. But the the change with Sonata, though, um, coming from where I first noticed him to where he is now, is a big change. For just five guys. In, just five guys. In, 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 in a <laughs> suit and everything was just it blew my mind. Oh, and I do want to make a note. That I was laughing my ass off. And Rich, if he hears this, will now understand why I'm laughing at this. That um, Kente Nigel comes out in the full-out out ring, out ring, full ring gear. That he's going to be doing a normal match. Then he gets into a t-shirt for the entire match. I openly laughed at that. Openly laughed because I knew that. that and, and CJ and Mandy had no idea why I'm laughing. They have no idea why I'm laughing. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was one other thing I was just thinking about. Oh, yeah. I wanted to ask a quick question. So you did not see the rest of the match. With Omega and Osprey. You did not see it. I did. 
I know Dad did. There was a lot of callbacks and a lot of playing out the first match. Did you enjoy the match despite not seeing the first match? Shaking your head is not an answer on an audio podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, you're right. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I did. Okay, I, I was wondering. I was wondering about that because like there's so many callbacks that I caught. Because I saw the first match, and like a lot, of, I went through a lot of heads because Manny had no clue what was going on half the time, but I was like enjoying myself because I knew all the stuff, like I knew everything that was going on. So, right. all right, I'm just wondering. Um, and Tom, I'm going to assume you did not see the show at all. <laughs> Me? Yes, you. <laughs> yeah. I'm assuming. Uh, I'm assuming it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, you know, I don't have. Well, I have two nice things to say about AEW in general, and that's. That they they have a couple wrestlers I'm I'm that weren't being considered by WWE and I'm glad that they're getting to take advantage of a billionaire for their for his money, and I actually think their video game looks pretty good. Too bad about who all you have to play as when you <laughs> when you play it. Uh, so I won't be, but it but it looks fun. Other than that, I have nothing nice to say about AEW. It'll it'll just uh, if if I commented on this show that I did not watch, it would just draw heat. If you want the heat, I can say a couple things. But no, uh, all no. we we have no, we have the haters on uh, TikTok that like to uh, make yeah. comments. Yeah, so people I, are ready. Oh, okay. okay. We're already getting yelled at about stuff. We're already getting yelled at for stupid stuff to be saying on this show. <laughs> oh my good. Well, you know that means people are listening. That's true. People are listening, and yes. it's been fun. We, I actually noticed by the way, how since it last since we started making fun of the whole living in the basement thing, we haven't had any extra comments ever since then. <laughs> Anything bad ever since you made fun of that. So, go <laughs> figure. So, all right. One thing I, the one thing I do want to bring up about. Go ahead. Move uh, on. Fast and move on. Is when Jungle Boy turned heel on Hook. That was the longest sell. <laughs> You're not wrong. Since he's debuted for the company, I know CJ was cracking up laughing because he loves Hook, absolutely loves the guy, I and mean, loves the guy like he's, he's, he's attractive, like absolutely loves him. And he's like, "Get up! You you don't get hit by a clothesline! Get up!" <laughs> I, I was cracking up laughing. Like, you hit him with the chair yeah, and hit him with the clothesline. But my personal favorite was my personal favorite was Taz being the pissed off dad on commentary. <laughs> <laughs> That made me laugh. That would make so, me laugh. So my thing was Taz pissed off because he was overselling. I don't know. Or was he pissed <laughs> off because he was embarrassed? <laughs> I have no idea. But I did appreciate Taz being the like pissed off, the pissed off dad on the on the sideline of a sporting event, just yelling like, "How dare you! You couldn't have done that. Why did you do that?" <laughs> that made me laugh. That would make me chuckle. All right. Yeah. Hook who basically takes a drop kick gets up like nothing. I know that made me laugh. I gotta admit that yeah. CJ was cracking up laughing. By the way, CJ had a great night because he got all three of his crushes in one night in Guevara, Osprey, and Hook. All in one night. Yeah. He, he, he his, yeah. made his freaking night. He was having a great time. <laughs> Trifecta. So all right, let's get to WWE land. As I said last week, this is a WWE centric show and um and whatnot. I will say I, I, because we, we will talk a little bit NXT, even though South is irrelevant. Um, <laughs> the last two weeks of NXT, I've really had a lot of fun with. I've had so much fun. Um, the show, the Gold Rush show, has been great. I thought they were great. I thought I, I thought Tuesday night show was awesome. Like I, I thought, like, I actually thought that they bringing out Baron Corbin as the lone wolf surprised the hell out of me. I didn't see that one coming. That was a cool surprise. And the other thing I will say, the Andre Chase pop made my night. 
I uh, <laughs> Andre Chain's coming out and getting a, a pretty much standing ovation for returning from injury was like the highlight of my evening because I loved I loved Chase U. Like, not even ironically, I absolutely love them. So hearing the crowd go nuts for him was amazing to me. <laughs> um, Tom, any thoughts? Yeah, I I think Chase has really earned his respect from the NXT audience, and he is the new person. Like I used to say about people like Tommaso Ciampa, uh, I think Chase should be an NXT lifer. I think Chase U should remain an NXT thing because it's such a benefit to... I mean, Chase is one of those people that people working with him can can learn from, even though he's not like this great storied veteran, but, you know, he fills that role as something of a player coach. And Chase U, needing the background students, it serves multiple purposes in that it gives the excuse for trainees who aren't on TV yet, and in a lot of cases aren't even working house shows yet, they're just in Norman Smiley's beginner class, they get the on-camera experience and they get to be in that environment and see what's expected of of being on the television show and be a part of the process. And you get the Chase U cheering section, which looks like it does on TV, but actually serves the function that Jeremy Borash used to at the tapings, where he would conduct the crowd like, okay, you know, we really want you guys to, um, you know, I'll give you a free t-shirt if you yell really loud for this Undisputed Era match or whatever. And now it's literally the trainees who aren't on TV yet. And sometimes, you know, during commercial we'll cut dark promos or something, uh, they're up there being directed by a television director who's standing across the studio. And that helps liven up the crowd for the television product. Uh, you know, artificial though that may be, it's become an integral part of the show. Like, when there's a dead match, like, what was the one I was most recently there for? Which wasn't even that recent. I don't attend all that often anymore due to the system of parking at full sale and then needing to bus in because the Performance Center doesn't have a parking lot. It's really an inconvenience. But the last one I went to had Wendy Chu versus Cora Jade, and the crowd was just dead. So they relied on that Chase U cheering section to keep that up. And so I think Chase U... And and Chase himself have have uh, really had uh, huge benefits to NXT overall. Fair enough. Um, oh, and I love Baron Corbin. There, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I I wished that was the first thing I'd seen in quite a while that made me wish that I had gone to that show because I've been waiting for the Lone Wolf to come back for a long time, and I adore that entrance. So uh, I I thought that was a great moment for him. Yeah, it was a cool moment for him because I didn't expect it either. Like forgetting the main event, I'm like cool. All of a sudden, the music starts. Like wait a minute. I know this music. I know this music really well. And all of a sudden, the screen changes over to Lone Wolf. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> and so I'm And CJ heard me yell from his room. He's like, what's going on? Look at this. And he's like, holy shit. Oh, finally, they brought it back. <laughs> so I'm happy from the other room. Did um, it make you think maybe he was going to win? A little bit. A little bit. But then I was like, mm, I, I, I'm going with Finn versus Carmelo to headline Great American Bash. Ooh. So that's what I'm thinking. So that's the only reason I, I was hating because Rhea was on the show. Oh yes, now Rhea was on the show, saying mm-hmm. telling Carmelo and Trick to get out of Judgment Day business. Oh. <laughs> so that was cool. That was cool. So I've been feeling that's the setting got up. The, pl- the seed has been planted. Yes. So I think Melo versus Finn is going to happen at um Great American Bash. So that's the only reason I wasn't thinking that Corbin was going to win. The only reason. <laughs> so. 
All right, let's get to WWE stuff. So, much like the last couple of PLEs, which I'm actually really enjoying them doing this, the SmackDown before the PLE, it's actually been making into a big deal. They do it in the venue that they're going to be in. Like, they did the Puerto Rico show, now they're doing a London show. And then they put a couple of um, big matches on there. So I give them a lot of credit for this. I really enjoy this. The two matches that are big that are doing on SmackDown are going to be, and we'll talk about them here. First of all, it is the WWE Women's Championship, which I love the fact that we can say that now instead of worrying about the shows. It is Asuka taking on Charlotte Flair, but in the background we have Bianca Belair, who is pissed that she didn't get a title shot rematch. Usually, I say, Charlotte in the match, she's winning. (laughs) (laughs) I hope we always talk about it. But... The Bianca factor, I don't know. Uh, Sal, what do you think? Um, yeah, I, I think uh, somehow, some way, Oscar's going to wind up retaining. Um, and yeah, for once, Charlotte's not going to win a title. <laughs> for a change, oh, oh I, DQ, it'll be DQ or something. <laughs> There's no way Charlotte's not going to get pinned here or anything. <laughs> Tom, Tom, what do you think? Uh. Uh, definitely long overdue for them to finally retire the branded versions of the titles, so glad that's finally the case. I'm surprised by the positioning of this match because this is the one I was thinking of as the most likely candidate for a quick cash-in. Like, whoever wins the the briefcase would then cash in on this match later in the same show. So, So with that element not an option with this being on SmackDown, it becomes more intriguing because of what you said about Flair, although based on how they're choosing to count her championships, I think the next one ties her with her with how they choose to count her fathers, right? So you would think that it would need to be a bigger deal. All due respects to Asuka, whom I adore, and also all due respect to Asuka, but I've been viewing her title reign here as transitional. Transitional to whom, I'm not sure, but I, I guess that means I wouldn't be too surprised if Charlotte walks out of it. Although I do think the most likely thing is that Bianca gets involved and we kick the can down the road a little bit here. That to me to have Charlotte come back and all of a sudden put a belt on her is just like last time. Like the last time? Yeah. Yeah, and we saw how well, you know I mean let's put it in perspective. Let let her earn her way back to that spot in that position and not just have a give me. And uh, if you're trying to turn Bianca heel, I mean, this may be the vehicle to do it. You know, I mean, they've been talking about turning her heel for a little bit. Maybe this is where she actually flips out and does it, you know? Interesting idea. Interesting idea. I have a feeling, this is my gut feeling I'd have thought of, we're either leading to a triple threat at SummerSlam with Bianca or they want to have Charlotte versus Bianca at SummerSlam and have, and because Bianca Charlotte's the only horse woman she has to be for the title and have her be her for the title at SummerSlam. Yeah. So that's the only, I just thought about that, you know? So that's just something that came to mind. That's something Bianca said. She, it's like one of the last things on her bucket list to be able to beat the last horse woman. And she's the last one. So, (laughs) all right. The other match, it is undefeated WWE tag team championships. Um, you know, there was a point made that if they really wanted to do something, this should just be for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, but they're not. 
It is Sami Zayn, and as um, as sad to put in my notes, I'm angry Kevin Owens, which is very funny, <laughs> defending against Pretty Deadly. Again, if this, if this was not for both sides, both belts and Jeff SmackDown, I'd say Pretty Deadly wins the titles. I really would say that, 100%. But because it's both belts, there's no way of taking the belts off Sami and KO right now. Tom? Yeah, I agree that there's no way they're taking the belts off Sami and KO. Uh, I chuckled when I saw you typed in angry to the run sheet because it's, <laughs> it's angry Kevin Owens. So that that will play a factor, but I don't expect any particularly dramatic storytelling uh, other than to just point out that uh, or, or, you know, in a related way, just point out that pretty deadly as predicted have been doing very well on the main roster. The call up has been going swimmingly so far, just a clean transition from who they were in NXT to how they're being presented and who they are on the main roster with new music, I, I with updated music, which I'm loving. <laughs> I'm loving yeah, new music. The, the, their future <laughs> has looked bright for a while and, and post call up in the mostly triple H world of the main roster, uh, still looking bright. I do appreciate saying mostly. <laughs> I do yeah. appreciate that. Maybe chuckle. Um, Sal. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you, Blake. If it was, if they were going to split the titles back, I would say this would be a good opportunity to bring the title back to SmackDown. But for both, I don't see pretty deadly, at least not right now, uh, winning both of them. So I'm saying uh, Sammy and KO. That a- a- angry KO. <laughs> right, angry KO. Sorry, that made me laugh. That made me laugh. So I mean. <laughs> Does WWE have like Doctor Shelby on speed dial or something? I, you know what's funny is everyone's everyone's giving everyone's going nuts about this side of KO, but then somebody put a montage together. Maybe it's WWE before this thing. He used to do, he's, he's been doing this for years. This is not new. This is not new. Like this is everyone acting like it's new. KO's been doing it literally for years. Where he overreacts yeah, to things. Like it's and just like turned up just a little bit more. But like he's been doing well, this for so long, where he overreacts to things and screams and yells and like breaks kayfabe and like yells at the camera and like breaks the fourth wall. He's been doing this for years. This is not new. <laughs> I mean, if you compare him to like from. ROH to where he is now. Yeah, his 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 character is getting a little bit more animated. And I love it though. I love KO. I love KO and Sammy in general. Like they are my favorite thing on TV right now. Because oh, yeah. I can relate right. to everything. I relate to K- I, maybe I'm more KO than I realize because I, I relate to him so much now every time I watch him every week. <laughs> when I, when I see them together in their chemistry, it's like an older brother and a younger brother, and the older brother is trying to give the sage advice to the younger brother who's basically a hothead. And that's the way I look at it, as them being like brothers. And in a sense, they are for they are pretty much. Friendship has been, you know, lasted and over and over time. But still, yeah. So, um, <laughs> I don't see a, any big title chains as of yet. Fair I mean, enough. Let's let's have the wave of uh, insane insanity. Or whatever it is, yeah. <laughs> All right. I have a feeling the WWE just didn't want to play the old, like, Money in the Bank theme anymore because that was related to Trump, so they changed the music to a different, <laughs> really terrible song. <laughs> so this is, this is the new, really terrible song for the hate review. It's called Cash In. Yes. <laughs>
But no, I, I was looking it up, and I'm like, don't tell me they're still using the old Money Bank. And I looked it up on YouTube, and I'm like, oh, that's what this crap is. This is the new, it's a new crappy song for Money in the Bank. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then, I'm like, they probably just didn't want to use the old one anymore. <laughs> so, WWE Money in the Bank from the UK on Saturday afternoon for us in the US. Um, not going to bullshit people. I'm not watching it live because I'm going to be at a Broadway show. So I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'll am i be watching it when I get back to the hotel after Aunt Juliet. So um, I do ask anyone listening, no spoilers, please. I will be watching the show later in the day. So just want to put that out there. This is the, I think this is only the second time. This is be the second time I've ever not watched a PLE live in the last like five, six years. I, I usually watch them live, but like I think the last one was actually like, a couple of years ago. We were in Disney in the NXT show. Like the last time. <laughs> so, and I think it's happening again. I think there's another one coming up later in the schedule. I'm like, oh, I'm bringing up plans that night. I can't watch that live. <laughs> I can't watch that one live. Bring up plans. <laughs> um, anyway. Sorry for the spoilers, but it's uh, divorced, beheaded, and died. Divorced, beheaded, survived. That's six. Not in Julia. <laughs> <laughs> I got that reference. Perfectly done. Well done. Well done. <laughs> I thank I thank my theater obsessed daughter for that one. That was good. I like that. Very nice. I like that one. <laughs> I appreciated it. <laughs> All right. Um. Let's do this. We'll start from the bottom to the top. And it's very funny how we're starting from the bottom. And Ronda Rousey's in the first match we're talking about. Boy, she has fallen. She has fallen. But that's how I think about it. That though, like, how much Ronda Rousey has fallen in the last few years that she went from main eventing shows to being the first match we talk about on a show. <laughs> <laughs> so that's to me how this has happened. But it is the um, WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. Now it's uh, they merged it with the NXT Tag Team Championship, but I still don't understand why they did that. But they did it. Um, so that's why if you see the multicolored, I decided to have some fun with the colors on the run sheet. Uh, <laughs> and add a little gold to the name of the titles. And it's Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler against Ra- Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan. Sal's going to hate this match on yes. so many levels because he's got Ronda and Liv in the match. Oh. <laughs> I understand Ronda because everyone's sick around. I still don't get your hatred for Becca Lee Morgan. I don't get it. <laughs> She's such a wannabe. Oh my god, I can't stand her. Playing the part of Alexa Bliss would be Liv Morgan. <laughs> well, Alexis is, Alexis is pregnant, so she can't do it. So. <laughs> Well, I, I always give sound crap because for those who are new to the show, because I don't have a lot of new people listen every week, Liv Morgan literally from the town that's like next door to our hometown. <laughs> She's from Delmont Park, which is literally next door to Garfield. So we like yes. we like having fun with it. But it's just very funny how much he did it stand her. It's just so funny to me. She's not from Lodi. She's not from Lodi. No, she was from Lodi. For but a whole different story. I mean, agree with you. It was Lodi. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um... Tag team titles, there's no reason to take these belts off Ronda and Shayna, though, right now. They just got them. They just merged them. They did all this weird shit with them. And I gotta admit, Ronda and Shayna have a hell of a chemistry. They got great chemistry because Shayna's able to bring, make sense of anything Ronda actually says. Shayna makes sense of it. So there you go. <laughs> go ahead, Sal. I see you want to say something. Go ahead. Um, if Liv Morgan beats up Ronda Rousey. Again? And Shayna Baszler again, <laughs> I'm going to smash my head through. A window because that is so not believable I, i'm writing down time codes time so this is this is being recorded so we'll i know that's why i'm writing down a time code there's a reason for that <laughs> i know what clip i'm using for thursday <laughs> oh, oh, 
park trash. Okay. Um, Tom, what do you think? <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, oh, I've spent a lot of time on PW Torch talking about my criticisms of Liv and how much I adore Shayna. And I just I just couldn't give a damn about this. Um, if, I, if I rotated my camera a little bit, you'd see the NXT Women's Championship with Shayna Baszler side plates hanging up. I, I adore Shayna Baszler, but her use over the past couple years and now being just the i mean you they can put online how much it means to them to be tagging together after their you know mma associations and whatnot but that's exactly why baszler is with rousey is because rousey doesn't work on her own and baszler needs to be there to make sense of what the heck she's doing whether it's whether it's in the ring or in an interview rousey has fallen so much and i don't know i mean ugh. That's that's what I think of this one. Ugh. Fair but, enough. Ra Fair enough. Raquel has potential as a recurring uh, adversary for Rhea Ripley, but outside of the potential of feuding with somebody who she literally trained with for years and and rode the coconut loop with, um, I don't know. She's she feels forced otherwise, but I I like the the perennial potential of uh, Raquel versus Rhea. Okay. Uh, Daddy, got it. Uh, this is a match that I just can't wrap my head around because for some reason I just don't think this is something that not only should be on a live pay per view, but let alone in the UK. Um, this should have been the SmackDown one. I, I, think, yes. I can't even argue yeah. with you on that point. Yes. I can't even yes. argue with that. Yes. <laughs> You're correct. Because now it seems to me that Shayna is running the show for that team. And it seems like wrong. Ronda is riding on Shayna's coattails. So, but but, but Shayna didn't even get the key with theme music. Ronda's theme music is not her their theme music. So <laughs> how long is it going to be before we see the team implode on each other? I don't know. I mean, given... But do you given... really want to see a Shayna-Ronda match? I don't. I know what you're saying. I know what yeah, you're saying I, I do. I do because that would be like the last draw. If, if that makes Ronda pack her bags and go home, then so be it. You know, uh, I mean, to me, that would be like the last chance to be staying in the company. And how much time was in her contract? I don't remember. Like, I honestly don't remember how long it left in her contract because it feels like he he had her contract and then they extended it and then she got. Then she went and have a baby. She ended up getting pregnant, and yeah, then she got right. and then the right. pandemic. Right. So, like, I don't even know how long it left on her contract at this point. I, I, I'm not sure, but I I don't think the the right thing to do would be trying to put um, Raquel and Liv kind of over on this, because to me that just it, it's it it would not be a good thing to have that match go that way um it wouldn't be believable it wouldn't be credible um to me if raquel was still teaming with shatsy i would see that being more credible and believable pretty much she was only reason teaming with topsy because they live with her that's the only reason yeah though they, they there you go so i mean for me to have really any best interest in, in this match would be like negative one. I, you know what's funny is they they found a way 
in this revolution to actually have a women's buffer match on a show. And it has Ronda Rousey in it. Who saw that one coming? Who the hell saw that coming? How much good to a match people actually give a shit about? In WWE Intercontinental Championship, it is Gunther and Matt Riddle. Um, I give credit where it's due to a bunch of people online right now, bringing up the fact that they had an epic three-match series in progress. If the Atlas Championship ways back. So they haven't had a one-on-one match since then. So that's pretty damn cool. Um, I hope this is great. I really do. I want I want good things for this match. I, I don't expect Gunther to drop the belt at all, but I, I expect good things from this match, Tom. Yeah, I, I there's no way Gunther's losing. Hopefully, this match can do for Matt Riddle something close to what Sheamus's match with Gunther did. Um, I think that's the best we can look for from it. Or even like Sheamus and Drew at Mania, because that triple threat match was awesome. So like something like that. So Sal, I don't care about his ankle, but what about his ankle? <laughs> oh yeah, that made me laugh so hard. I, I cracked me up. I, my ankle, they hurt my ankle, and then throw out my ankle too. And we're stomping on his ankle, and then he's gonna walk on crutches. Oh, you need? Were you even watching anywhere Sal when he walked through with crutches on? <laughs> that made me laugh too. <laughs> that made me laugh. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I, I do not for a hundred miles see Gunther losing the title. Fair enough. Dad? No, I don't see it. Uh, my thing is, who do you think would be the number one challenger to do that for Gunther to drop the belt to? I have no clue at this point. Honestly, I, I don't know. Um, Tom, any, any clue? Because I have no clue at this point. Ron Breaker? I don't know. Maybe. That's actually not that far fetched. That, that, that would probably fetched. be the only person that I would think would probably be in the running because I don't have anyone on my radar that that would do it. I mean, currently, no. I'm just trying to, I'm checking something because I want to see how long currently Gunther's reign is because actually I've been keeping track of it because everyone's worried about Roman Drain. But everyone's like, they want they want Gunther to hit the Hockey Tonk record. But I don't know what Gunther's number is. I know Hockey Tonk's number is 442. So let me just check this up as I'm literally skimming through Wikipedia as we speak. And he is currently, by the time this episode airs, he'll be at 385. So oh, it's, not wow. far-fetched. it's not that far-fetched at all. Actually, no, now I think about it. He can actually break the Hockey Tonk record. So there you go. That's something to think about. Royal Rumble? Triple H has been in the business of uh, breaking breaking records. Literally. So. Every record, yes, it feels it like. Has. I've noticed that since you took over. Like, Especially with Gunther at that. You know what I mean? Like, yep. All right. Um, and, and where, where else can you find a guy, Gunther size, to move like Gunther, and basically the way he hits. Yeah, yeah. He, his, his chopper is still, still terrifying. His chopper is still terrifying. One one chop and you're already looking at the guy's chest and it's already bruised and discolored and you know. It didn't even so. dawn on me. We just passed um the year mark of his reign. It didn't even dawn on me because he won the title June tenth, twenty twenty two. Didn't even realize he passed the year. Now I'm shocked everybody didn't make a big deal out of that because he's passed the year. That's pretty cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, um, let's get to a match. I'm not gonna lie. I've been I'm looking forward to how ridiculous this is going to be. It's Cody Rhodes taking on Dominic Mysterio with Mommy in his corner. This is gonna be stupid. This is gonna be a cluster. This is gonna be a clusterfuck. It's gonna be so much fucking fun. And I, I, you got dad. You got you start. You can start us off. Go. Okay. I, I I love this match for so many reasons, and and, and one, 
it's not only the comedy that's involved in this, but to to see Dominic basically kind of give his comeuppance. But here's even the better part, right? You have Farrell in Cody's corner. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that with the pyro. Don't do that with the pyro. No, no, no. No, 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 no. I'm telling you. No, no. Don't do it. There's too much pyro. It don't even happen in the building. Don't even happen near the building for Cody's entrance. Don't do it. (laughs) But I can say, you know, you know, Farrell can be there as an emotional support animal. Uh, yeah, keep him in the back. Keep him nowhere near the pyro. <laughs> keep him nowhere near the pyro. Um, let's go around. Sal, what do you think is going to happen in this weird, weird matchup? Um, LOL, Cody Rhodes wins. I mean, let's be honest here. We all know he's not going to lose. True. I, I have a theory, but I'm going to save. I'm going to save mine for last. Tom. I mean, yeah, Cody's winning. Uh, I continue to wonder, is this the moment where Rhea just looks at him and walks away? But I have to admit that for as much as I've been waiting for that for months and months, for Rhea to leave the Judgment Day and, and go face, Dominic's star power after Mania has just been rising. And in <laughs> just looking at this specific feud, I think Cody's done an incredible job uh, with their promos of putting over Dominic's character, even though he'll be the one going over in the match. And the Rhea connection, whereas before it seemed like a weird fit for me, because Rhea is so much bigger than Dominic, not physically, but, you know, just as a, as a star. Now I feel like they're working in tandem really well, and I almost don't want them to break up, which I guess would make a break up all the more dramatic. But it's just a wonderful surprise because Dominic, like he's been doing well, but every time he had a big match, no matter how much I enjoyed it, and his match at Mania was my favorite match at Mania, every time he's had one of those, I've thought, yeah, but that was kind of it for him, right? It'll just be a short downward slope from here, and then, you know, he'll be a whatever happened to that guy. And, and you know, every once in a while we hear the rumor like, oh, internally he's regarded as a future world champion. And I'm like, um, who, who made up that rumor? No way. <laughs> and now... I see it. I honestly do. Especially, you know, having the second world championship definitely helps. It's like, oh, okay, that opens up the eligibility pool a bit more. But uh, but now I think Dominic's doing great, and and his his segments are must see TV. So this should be a a really fun one. I'll I'll give credit where it's due. We were uh, me and Mania went to a house show. We were talking about. I've been bringing it up a lot because it it seemed to be it works here right before Mania. And um, Dom had a solo singles match. No one in the corner. No Judgment Day in the corner. Just by himself against Santos. And I got it. He looked really good in the ring. He looked really good for a Hell Show match against a good talent. I mean, Santos is fantastic. But, like, the match was good. It wasn't boring. He didn't slip up. He didn't make mistakes. Like, it was just a really entertaining match, and he's improving. I give him all the credit in the world. Because doing the Hell Show tours by himself is really good for him as a wrestler. Right. You know, that's also good for him. Uh, Dad, your thoughts on this match now, outside of um, the weirdness of bringing up Pharaoh? <laughs> I, I don't see Cody losing, uh, but I do see... Rhea getting involved in in some way, whether or not uh, Cody acts on it or does something, and you know Dominic puts her Rhea in harm's way, um, whatever. It, it it may lead that Cody wins because of disqualification. You know it's a possibility with Rhea stepping in, but I just like the the, the chemistry they've now got. And for Rhea to be Dom's mouthpiece, especially like when he, you know, I want to introduce Monday Night Raw and all of a sudden all the crowds booing him was, 
What my Dom Dom wants to say. I love it. I love it so much. (laughs) You know, and then all of a sudden he comes over and whispers her what what Dom Dom wants to say, Cody. It's like, okay, so now she's the mouthpiece. Well, he can't get awarded. The crowd won't let him talk. The crowd won't let him talk. That's because of the the heat he's generating. I know, but it's impressive to me. It's impressive. That how over the character is. And for you to have something like this and to go down that, that type of role with that, that type of relationship is just is great. And, you know, I, I'm hoping it lasts a little bit longer down the road because it's working. And, you know, if it's not broken, don't fix it. So I, I have a theory. And it's only because, and the only reason I don't think it'll happen, then again, my last theory, last pay-per-view seemed to be great. So I'll go with it. Um <laughs> Um, and because it's in London, that's the only reason I don't see this happening, but I can po- I'm going to go with it anyway. Referee gets knocked down, re-interferes, and then Brock Lesnar's music hits and attacks Cody. And then Dom gets a pinfall victory on Cody that he can brag about, but it's not a real win because obviously Brock Lesnar interfered. But Dom then gets to hold over everyone and says, I beat Cody Rhodes! I beat Cody <laughs> Rhodes in promos! And that just intensifies his heat. Because he gets to brag about a win that's not actually his. And that actually his win. I could totally see that. That's something I could see. That that would be fucking amazing. (laughs) Because then then you continue Brock Cody at SummerSlam. That keeps Cody away from the title at SummerSlam. And that keeps Cody away from the belt. And then that continues um, Dominic's heat. Because you know, if that happened, and he bragged about it, that he's going to be even more massive than it already is. <laughs> if they want to do Brock unadvertised like that, I love it. You had me real close to thinking you were going to say Brandy. No, 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 absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> I, I, mean, I mean, I like where, where Tom's going with this. No, I don't. Absolutely that, not. No, 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 I, no, no, I don't like it. I mean, it would be, to me, it would be like a one on and off. It's like she slaps Rhea in the face and she runs off. Having Farrah out there is more, is more believable than having Brandy out there going after Rhea Ripley. After Rhea Bloody Ripley. Come on. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm just writing something something down in my notes. All right, let's move on to our next match. (laughs) Um, So we have, the funny part about this card is that the World Heavyweight Championship is one of the most most unimportant matches on this show. (laughs) But it has great build. (laughs) So it is um, the World Heavyweight Championship match. It is Seth Rollins taking on Finn Balor. The build has been fantastic. I give credit where they're due because I didn't think they were going to have good build. I thought they did a great job with the build. Um, And I thought Finn's attitude lately has been great. And, and, like, just being pissed off Finn has been amazing, and I loved his promo on Monday. Seth is winning the bat- match, but I wouldn't be surprised if we do a rematch at, like, SummerSlam and the Demon comes out. That wouldn't surprise me whatsoever. Mm. Sal, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't see Seth losing so quickly. Um, and I really feel bad for Finn Balor because, you know, he just never got that opportunity to regain the title that he, you know, never lost. But, but yeah, I mean, I, I can see shenanigans happening and Seth Rollins persevering and winning, and then they set up a, a rematch of some sort that, you know, maybe maybe a hell in the cell since there's no dedicated pay-per-view for that anymore. That's a good, that's a good call, actually. I mean, it'd be funny if Finn has two, the Demon Finn has two hell in a cells in one year. That would be hysterical to me. 
because he had one at Mania against Edge. That would make me laugh. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, Tom? The Judgment Day has very frequently, prior to 2023, not worked at all. Finn has felt like the the piece of it that works the least about it. I've covered over and over again, week to week, on my NXT shows on the Torch, that I've never been that much of a Balor fan. I think he's really boring. I have really enjoyed the build to this match, and I'm really liking, for the first time in Balor's career, I'm liking the character he's presenting. I think it's really effective. I think that that, that promo on Monday, you mentioned it. I thought that was excellent. Yes, pre-taped. But we've seen pre-taped Balor before, and this was engaging, and I loved the production element of showing him relinquishing the belt and Rollins coming out and laughing at Which him. Which I forgot about. I, almost I completely forgot yeah. about it. <laughs> I'm surprised yeah. they didn't superimpose, you know, Seth's current laugh over his over his laughter there. But that was one of those things that seven years ago, you saw that moment and you thought, oh, they're planting a seed. And that seed was never... Uh, never that was never reaped, but they remembered that it happened so they can use it now. And so, yeah, I agree. This, this does feel like one of the less important matches on the show, but it has had one of the better builds. And a lot of that, I, I mean, I think it's primarily thanks to Finn Balor and how he's really got this heel character dialed in right now. I, I, part of me wants to believe like Triple H has like a file on a computer with like all these like things that happened in the past <laughs> that he's trying to bring back now and like culminate before he can't anymore. Like, then I feel like he, I want to believe he has that. That's what this feels like. Like this whole storyline never got a culmination seven years ago. We're gonna do it now. <laughs> so, yeah, why not? And it's my guy. It's two of my guys. So we're gonna have some fun with it. You know, that just feels like to me. Um, yeah, go ahead. So what's the catchphrase? In seven years, you got bitter, but in seven years, I got better. Yes, that is the line he said. But so, I do also I like mean, when Finn said that his um that the old him is dead, and this is a different me. I like that too. So, so <laughs> I mean, I, I expect this to be a, a, a pretty good match. I don't expect Seth to drop the belt. Um, but do you see Seth's good luck charm, Carmelo Hayes, making an appearance? No, not here. I don't think they're gonna fly him out to the UK for this. I just don't expect him to bring him. You gotta remember he's in the UK. If he's in the States, I could totally maybe see it, but not in the UK. Because I, you know, I, I, it's hard to say nowadays, but there are times when you know that Finn can do this, and all of a sudden Damian Priest comes out, and it's like there's no need for him to be there. Because Finn can handle this. Actually, I just thought about something. What if they did the opposite? Because remember when Finn came out during Priest match and Priest didn't want him there? What if they did the opposite here? And Priest came out mm-hmm. thinking Finn needs his help and Finn didn't want his help. That'd be interesting. Yeah, or Priest doesn't come out. You're right, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so having Damien basically cost Finn the match? Or, or at least like, he thinks he's going to have his help and he doesn't, like Tom just said. That's another okay. idea. Like, there's some okay. ideas that they're they go with the Judgment Day storyline they're doing. You know? I, it's just some ideas that just pop into my brain. I mean, so would you start to say that this would be the erosion or start the erosion of the Judgment Day then? Or you could also, if you want to do a Damien Finn thing, you have Jaden McDonough in the background to take a spot. I mean, it's not <laughs> the end of the world. Like, you could do that too. You know? Damien could be a big star on his own, and they're finally doing something with him. So they, right. they they can finally do something big with him. He's getting he's getting older. They really gotta start doing something with him, you know. Yeah. Um, we'll get more into him when we get the money in the bank. But first things first, 
let's get to the, as they're calling it, the bloodline civil war. It is <laughs> Roman Reigns and Solos Okoa versus Jesus. By the way, so what, what I loved about this whole thing is they have the epic moment on SmackDown. The epic, like, the Usos are together again and they turned on Roman and the epic, epic moment on SmackDown. Everyone loved it. I, I admit I didn't, I didn't exactly see it coming and then Mandy even popped when it happened because she didn't pop it much on Friday night, but she, she popped. It was a cool moment. And the crowd's going nuts and the reaction videos were like my favorite thing in the world. Right afterwards, because everyone they were doing like live reactions, and you have these live reactions, people are like, holy shit, what the hell just happened? <laughs> videos. Those were my favorite things to watch the next day. But then all of a sudden, magically on a Sunday, Saturday night, during, wasn't it during the first collision? All of a sudden, there was a, all of a sudden a graphic went up, the one life civil war. I'm like, they didn't wait till Monday to announce it? Like, you didn't wait till Monday? <laughs> you didn't wait till Raw? <laughs> this announcement but that, that made me chuckle it was like a full graphic and like a big design like <laughs> I couldn't wait <laughs> but um here we go it's Roman Reigns and Souls of Killer versus the Usos we all knew it was coming eventually we all knew but here we are I'm not sure where to go with this I'll start with you Sal go oh great um <laughs> uh, I don't know I Roman and Solo with shenanigans. I don't know. I, I it's, it could go either way. It's tough. It's tough. <laughs> it's a lot tougher than you thought it was going to be, right? <laughs> we yeah. talked about it a couple of months ago. <laughs> right over here, um, Tom. Yeah, it's it's a bit tougher. They already broke the ice with Roman losing a tag match. If even if they hadn't, this feels like the first place where you know we can cement the newly officially like really babyface Usos again. Uh, but with a win, but just like Solo debuting on the main roster at Clash at the Castle, is this where we finally get Jacob Fatu joining the bloodline? Um, Zilla's too green, but he's working a reality of wrestling event uh, in at some point in July. Uh, but I mean, I, I honestly don't know what Jacob's up to right now. I, think he's I, I can actually MLW, say something. Right? He just resigned a contract okay. with MLW, and number two, they won't touch him because of his um because he's had jail time or something like that. They won't touch him. Yeah, I, I that was in the back of my mind. Yeah, so, I uh, just want to so throw that, that out case, there. Uso's over. Yeah, he Uso's just re, he over. just resigned. And he just just resigned with MLW like a couple of weeks ago. I got another press release about that yeah. a few weeks ago. Okay. <laughs> um, there go. Um. Actually, if it comes down to it's like a flip of the coin, to be honest with you. It's tough. Um, it's tough. <laughs> uh, because there's no titles involved, I would have to give the edge to the Usos. I mean, if, if you're going for family honor, this is the place to do it. I mean, the only thing missing from this whole spiel is the late Jerry Springer. Ha! <laughs> other, other than that, you know, you can actually say it's the real life Family Feud. Oh Jesus so, Christ! You uh, said that. You said that. On <laughs> out, you know, and, but uh, I, I have to go with the edge with the Usos on it. I mean, if you you want to give the momentum, and you're turning him babyface again, this is the platform to do it. All right, and and and, and like they've said, Roman can be on the island of Revolution all by himself. All right, <laughs> um, Jesus Christ. The Usos got to win this match. Um, but my brain is... 
so you know it's funny like we were joking about like we were joking about like during Findor there was a bunch of tag matches they're like oh that person in this match to get pinned <laughs> in this match to get pinned um well the problem is this match is solo really can't afford another pin and Roman hasn't been pinned in three years so <laughs> uh, I think the Usos are gonna win and I can't believe I'm gonna say this Jay's gonna pin Roman to be the first person to pin Roman in three years Ooh. And that sets up Jay versus Roman again at SummerSlam. Because uh. I gotta think SummerSlam. I gotta think made a bit to SummerSlam here. What are we doing? And that sets that up. <laughs> I, huh. I've i also heard that supposedly they want to get another family member involved. But who, though? And that would who? be Rikishi. Rikishi, that, that, that would actually make sense. That would actually and works. And my thing is, if you're going to do it, this would be the venue to do it and basically say, you guys are brothers. Why are you fighting? What the hell? Why are you listening to Roman? Very Roman's true. a dumbass. Don't the, listen to him. You, you, want to, you, you know what you do that? If you're going to do a big surprise about that, do that on SmackDown. Do that on SmackDown? And on this week's SmackDown? But the problem with yeah. that is the show's pre-taped in America, so that spoiler would be out there. But that, also, that, that might actually help the rating. Yeah, if that spoiler yeah, that Rikishi's yeah, in the bloodline, yeah. it might actually help the rating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, even though SmackDown doesn't do need help the with the ratings. What was that? Do it the other way around. Uh, I did it for the chief. Ooh. Ooh. There's a twist. That's a nice twist. <laughs> like well, hey, hey, man, my, uh, you know, I, I may I may be a legend who doesn't appear on TV anymore, but I, I'm, I'm making a little bit more money when Roman's at the head of the table, so. Ooh. Mm-hmm. But, but, yeah, and then Rikishi gives a stink face to Usos? Oh, <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> He's there got enough go. for both at once. <laughs> <laughs> Family TV to watch. There oh my go. god! All right, um, let's get to the Money in the Bank matter matches. I guess we're gonna do the men's one last. We'll do the women's we'll one first. Um, it, it, by the way, so I actually was sitting like, who's on what show? I actually forgot as some of these shows they were on when I was doing the color coding. I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot. So there we go. We have Zelina Vega of the LWO. We have Becky Lynch, Zoe Stark, Bailey, my girl. Eo Sky and Trish Stratus. The funny part is when you look at this, it's like you have like Trish and Becky and Zoe almost can't leave each other out because they're having a feud, <laughs> and that leaves the three from SmackDown. My heart will always go to Bailey, but I just don't see her winning this again. And I also love Selena. That that narrows me down to Eo Sky. As the winner of Money in the Bank this year, and holding it all over Bailey, as look, I won this without you, even though you're in the match with me. So I totally see that happening. Tom, I'll throw it to you. Uh, I was gonna say all the stuff that you just said, including how much I love Bailey. Zelina's the dark horse based on how well she did in Puerto Rico, but this is Eos. Uh, the the other ones, the the raw ones, cancel themselves each other out. And uh, and EO's gonna win to further that damage control thing. Good call. Good call, Sal. So here's my thought process. I, I feel like having Trish in this match is unnecessary unless they're gonna have her win. So I'm saying Trish Stratus is gonna win, cash in, win, and then fight Becky for the title. That's intriguing. So you're thinking mm. Trish is going to cash in on Rhea? Yes. 
that's intriguing. And the only reason I say it that way is because they, they were just teasing. Again, I don't think he's heard the third hour. See, I, just, I have to clarify. Sal doesn't watch the third hour almost the time because he goes to bed for some reason before the show's over, even though he doesn't have work <laughs> the next day. Um, <laughs> and um, he doesn't see the third hour raw. You know, like the best stuff's happening in the third hour raw lately. And they, you didn't see Rhea and Becky actually have a face-to-face in the back, which was a really cool moment. Like, that was a cool moment to set up the future. Um, but it's intriguing, though. I like that. It's an interesting idea. I'm not going to lie, Sal. It's a very interesting idea. Dad? I'm going to go with EO Sky, only because I think this is her time to break away from damage control and be on her own and to prove something to everyone that, you know, she's not just a cog in damage control. She can be an individual wrestler and she can showcase her talents and you could put her in a championship match and she would bear very well with it. And if you want to basically kill the damage control, this would be the way to do it. Um, that's true. I actually, I, I was always like, why do they want to bring out damage control? But now I'm actually seeing it where like, I can see EO and Bailey like feuding and things like that. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Um, and any more promos, any more promos in the outfit Bailey was wearing on Monday, I'd be happy with. Um, <laughs> anytime. <laughs> Sorry, I, I'm not even hiding my love for her anymore. I'm just not bothering to care anymore. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, men's London to make water match. And I can't wait to hear the cringe at the end of this sentence. Ricochet, Shinsuke Nakamura, LA Knight, yeah. Uh, Santos Escobar, Butch, Damian Priest, Logan Paul. Ooh. There it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> That's why I saved it for last. No, I'm going to go. I'm going to go last. Tom, go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, spoke about in regards to Dominic Mysterio's potential future. Uh, spoke about the expanded pool of eligibility now that there is another world championship. Uh, disagree with that move, though. Though I have, and that's where LA Knight goes from looking like the popular guy who has no chance to win to feeling like a dark horse because maybe there is a world where someone like LA Knight could cash in for a world championship if they want to get something out of uh, wh- however much is left in his run. Uh, you you said earlier, Blake, uh, what I what I feel about Damian Priest is that they're doing something with him, and, I mean, you guys know I, I admire his work. Um, hasn't always, hasn't clicked for a long time on the main roster, but he's, he's had a good several months in a row, and I, I think at Puerto Rico uh, proved himself as uh, a main eventer, uh, someone with main event, potential so so i like him to win here but man because of that expanded pool of eligibility i absolutely see a logan paul win it's really hard for me to see something other than a logan paul win here because it just makes so much sense to me and and successful cash in and all like i don't know how soon i feel like seth's got a while to go with the belt but i it's it's hard to predict anything other than paul winning here sal so with the addition of Logan Paul, I was thinking, oh, great. Now he's going to win because Seth Rollins is champion and they're just going to, you know, keep continuing that feud and, you know, blah, 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 blah. But um, I, I've been saying for a while, LA Knight, how fun would that be? Yeah. I mean, the guy deserves Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Um, the guy deserves it. I mean, give him something. Throw him a freaking bone. So, 
I'm sorry, I can't hear the word yeah ever again now. I just can't. It's impossible to <laughs> hear the word yeah. <laughs> so I'm done. Yeah. You know, I was going to say at first Damien, but I like where Sal's going with his idea and his thought. Would LA Knight, you know, to win and then, you know, down the road, LA Knight cashes in and he challenges you know, Seth, for the, the title, I don't think he's going to win, but it would be an interesting match. So, I mean, I I, I got to go with LA Knight. I mean, to see how far he's come from Impact TNA to from NXT to here, <laughs> I mean, hit, hit, and... All the the heat he's generating and the buzz, you know, why not give him the little push he needs and see where it goes from there? So, here's where I stand. My my logical brain is with Tom and goes Logan Paul. That's where the logical brain goes. Also, if it's out of this is not I, I almost can totally see them having Logan Paul win this earlier in the show and then cashing in on Seth and then they made a bit some SummerSlam with Seth versus Logan Paul. I can totally see that happening. But I think what you do is for some reason they think only have to heal when he's not. Um, <laughs> what you do is you have the crowd thinking Logan Paul is going to win. And you have at the top of that ladder, someone's unhooked, and then LA Knight is the one to knock him off that ladder and win the thing. And that makes him even bigger babyface in this crowd because he kept Logan Paul from winning. <laughs> <laughs> and the pop of that crowd is going to be amazing because everyone hates Logan Paul. So I, <laughs> that pop would be absolutely fucking incredible. But again, my lo- like, that's, where my br- that's what I'm thinking is going to happen. Is you take, you take the people like Tom Logic of having people like, well, Logan Paul in this match is going to win, he's going to win, he's going to win. And you use that to your advantage to turn LA Knight officially face because the crowd wants him to anyway. Right. That logic is sound. Yeah. And, so. and uh, you know, we, we know that we'll get a Logan Paul Ricochet spot of exactly. some kind at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of Ricochet, though, I'm a little surprised that Bronson Reed didn't get like a last chance, you know, entry into this match. Do we think that he's going to come in and, and take out Ricochet and Shinsuke? That's an interesting idea. I did. Yeah. I forgot about him actually for a minute there. By the way, yeah. how do you not have him on commentary on Monday? Like, I know they were trying to do the whole thing where he's going to get thrown out. But, like, how do you not take advantage of how good he is on the mic and have him sit a commentary for, like, one of these Ricochet Shinsuke things? Because, like, he's so good, and he showed how good he was during the G1 last year. Like, I didn't realize how good he was until he sat down and did commentary on the G1 last year. Like, holy shit, he's really good. Like, he's really good at doing commentary. So I'm surprised I have not done that yet. I can see Tom's idea come out with, I mean, yeah, you know, that could be a really good possibility. That's great, Dex. I like that a lot. Actually, I like that a lot. I'm I'm such a huge proponent of WWE's developmental system, and and, uh, bonus point listeners know that I'm also a proponent of their focus on college athletes now and trying to create that path. But, man, Bronson Reed was just not working for me in NXT at all. And it, to the point where it was not a surprise that he didn't get accepted onto the main roster. They, they, you know, took a look at him in a couple SmackDown dark matches or whatever. And they were like, nah, no thanks. That wasn't a surprise to me. 
whatever he did in Japan, which, you know, you guys seem to be familiar with, and I'm sure a lot of other yeah. listeners are, I didn't watch any of it. Wow, he really figured it out over there. I thought Jonah was Raw. fantastic in New Japan. I thought he was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. He did G he did the G one last year, and his matches were some of my favorite matches of the G one. So I mean <laughs> the dude's just a wrecking ball, and I know that's like one of those cliche things that commentators like to call big guys in, in the ring, but previously it's like oh wow look how big bronson reed is and he's stomping his foot on the stairs and we've got like this godzilla <laughs> theme going on and on his tron and i'm just like i don't know i i met him once he's really nice so i feel bad criticizing but i don't know and now i'm just like it, no matter who he's wrestling i want to see him crash into them he, it's it's very good <laughs> no one i've noticed since his since he got him away from the miz and let him be himself it's mm -hmm. jonah i saw in new japan last year they're letting him be the character he was in New Japan, and that's why it's working. That's why it's working, because he knew exactly what he was doing, and they pretty much said, do that, and we'll see if it works. And that's why they put the suit on, and he's more serious, and he's cutting promos. Like, that's the, that's the Jonah we saw last year, and that's the person they said, go be that person. And that's working. <laughs> it's a lot like when they sold, like, they said um, to um, they like, Gunther, be Gunther. Like, just be yourself. Just do your thing, and it's working. It's the same mentality. But the thing with Bronson Reed that you, you can kind of see the difference from when he was in before to where he is now is characters more edgier. The characters get generating heat. He he can he can be the heel character that mm -hmm. he needs to be, mm -hmm. and he has no problem embracing it. Where before it seemed he had a little bit of a hard transition from saying, "Okay, I want to stay babyface." And come into the main roster. Again, though, I think it's been part of being in New Japan because he was a heel in New Japan, and I think he got right. a taste of it. He got a taste right. of how good it could be, and right. like they they put him over Okada. Like, come on, people don't beat Okada that much in Japan. And he got to beat Okada. Like that's yeah. that's how much he was respected in Japan last year. <laughs> so that's a big deal, <laughs> as proven when everyone was freaking out on, on on Sunday when like Brian Danielson made Okada tap out for the first time since 2015. Like it just doesn't happen. Like, you know, doesn't lose matches that often. So the fact that they had Jonah beat him, it's a big deal. <laughs> so I think that is where we're ending. Anyone got anything else? Or are we good? Uh, anything coming up on the horizon that no, I, should be on our radar? I as think far as we're good right now. Talent or anything? Yeah, Tom, anyone else we should keep an eye on for NXT in the next, like, couple of weeks? Ooh, oh, in the next couple of weeks? Yeah, but the video uh, the promos and things like that. Right, we'll see in the future. Who, who are you talking about on bonus point that we should look out for? There you go. Perfect question. Well, yeah, uh, Miles Bourne. And he has had a match on NXT at this point, and he was just enhancement talent, and I don't feel like that's how they should have introduced him. Uh, Miles Bourne, the, the headline for him is Deaf Wrestler. He's, you know... Oh, he's he, that guy. He oh, he's yeah, that guy. He, okay. Even though he's new, he has to call the spots in the match because he won't be able to hear what spots somebody else is calling, that kind of thing. But they, even though every once in a while they'll mention that, that's not his character. He's not being promoted as the deaf wrestler. He's just a technical wrestler who goes out there and is really good at it. And I, I love that they're not making his condition his thing. And mm -hmm. so I've been extremely impressed with him. And, uh, man, there are just so many names that that i'm talking about right now on i i and i i love the women's division so i want to have somebody else to point out like ooh, kalani jordan's been impressive real early since she's started to get a couple of tv matches and whatnot but uh honestly somebody that i'm looking forward to the most 
is in the next in line program. So that we're going to see a ton of churn in next in line. A lot of these people are never going to sign WWE contracts. So maybe this guy won't, but Mason Paris is an incredible amateur wrestler comes from the exact same school that Gable Steveson did since Gable Steveson has had his feet dipped back into amateur wrestling for a little while here. The two of them have, have actually wrestled a little bit and Steveson's just incredible on the mat. So Paris hasn't beaten him, but Paris is the only wrestler in any of these tournaments that they've been wrestling at who has scored a point on Steveson. Um, wow. And if, if wow. Mason Paris <laughs> chooses to sign with WWE, he's really going to be one to watch. Hey, that's that, why well, I didn't. That's interesting information. I didn't know that. That's a big deal. It's actually a very big deal to get even get what a point this, on on hey, Stevenson. What about this Eddie Thorpe match uh, that's coming up? Oh with, yeah, the uh, raw, the NXT, NXT Raw Underground match. The NXT right. Raw. Oh yeah, Sal, we're getting Raw Underground on Tuesday on NXT. Not a joke. That's not a joke at all. <laughs> not a joke whatsoever. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's with Gable uh, Stevenson. I completely forgot that's happening Tuesday. Yeah, I forgot that's happening Tuesday at all. Just, <laughs> just when you thought things were going to stay the same, now we got to shake it up. No, it's called bit. 4th of July, and they're having some fun because no one's no one's probably watching the show live because it's 4th of July. <laughs> so they're having a good time, and they're putting that's out a random no stuff. They're putting out random I mean, stuff. <laughs> you know, from watching Eddie Thorpe, I think this is a guy that I think has a potential to do well. Whether or not you let him be himself and stay with what he's doing is fine. If he change the character and the gimmick, I think he's going to get lost in the shuffle. Tom, you anything anywhere? Any thoughts? That's, uh, is that Thorpe or Steveson? Thorpe. Uh, Thorpe. Yeah, I, I actually, I wouldn't call it a concern necessarily just subjectively because, and again, I don't watch NJPW. I don't watch NJPW Strong, so I wasn't familiar uh, with him before he came to NXT. But I personally haven't found anything Eddie Thorpe is doing, whether it's gimmick-wise, promo-wise, match-wise, to stand out. Uh, I, I have not been wowed by him. His his performance has not met his reputation for me. And I know that other people would push back and have pushed back on me for that, uh, but yeah, I would I would agree with that concern um, that he's he's blending in a bit more than his reputation suggested he would. Um, Raw and Raw Underground on NXT. How how I mean, I'm willing to give it a chance. I'm willing to give it a chance. It's also really weird that Gable Stevenson, who was drafted to Raw how many years ago, uh, shows up on NXT, and I think without saying, "Hey, he's my brother," he's basically like. Oh yeah, hey, my brother. I'm Gable Stevenson. My brother, Damon Kemp, and like we, of course, people in life can have different last names if they're from the same blood-related family. But it's just weird. But I guess we're also talking about the same world where the greatest ongoing storyline is a family issue of the Anawai family involving Roman Reigns and Jay and Jimmy. <laughs> Uso and their brother Solo Sokoa. Sokoa. You're not wrong. Yeah. You're not wrong at all. <laughs> I mean, here's the with the NXT Underground. I mean, does a revelation come forward that basically the two are brothers? I mean, well, actually, no. I thought it was funny. Percent? I thought it was funny this week on NXT that um that uh, what was the line that was said? It was like um I I I I know who his parents are, which made me laugh. <laughs> 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 Oh, that was good. That was a very funny line. If you know, you know. That was a good one. 
So, no, that, that, that was that. I had to just bring that up because it was so ridiculous. <laughs> kind of ridiculous that was. But I think that is everything we're here to talk about. So I think I will hit this. I'm assuming that's fully muted. I don't know why. And I will hit this. And, Dad, what are we closing the show with? Hey, we're closing out with Hear Me by Imagine Dragons. Hey, there's, there's a band of, we've actually heard of. <laughs> I, I do, for those who are wondering, I just love giving dad shit sometimes, but to bring us older music. So we actually have a newer song for a change. <laughs> so, all right. Well, um, Sal, take it away. Go. Yeah, for more information on our show, including where you can find us on social media or watch the show on YouTube, uh, which is blakeasasho.com. Uh, please, 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 please don't forget to comment or leave a rating and review, uh, and we will read it on the show that make fun of you. <laughs> Especially if you're being an asshole. Um, that's your thing. <laughs> hey, as always, I've been crawling out of my basement. I mean, um... <laughs> <laughs> and if you happen to have an independent wrestling organization where you live at, please go patronize these people. These are the young men and women in the world of sports entertainment professional wrestling uh, that are coming up into the world and want to get into a major organization you'll be amazed on what they're able to do promos they cut finishers their gimmick their character and so much more but do so safely you know don't make a fool out of yourself don't embarrass yourself this is a family atmosphere we're talking about for the most part Let's go to Let's go to Shout out the whole of the story. Hey, let's just all be nicer to one another. We only got one life, one world. Let's make the best of it. About the if you're at a DCW show and you're throwing a pizza cutter, you're an idiot. Just throw that out there. Tom, get your plug in one more time. Go. <laughs> New NXT eight years back and bonus point this coming weekend for PW Torch VIP subscribers. Very nice. Very very nice. Um, next week, so, so as I said, I'm going to be in Jersey. So next week's show, the Red Room recorded. We are doing a draft of the AAW of ROH wrestlers. And if you heard our WWE NXT draft, this one's actually a little crazier because none of us had time to prepare. So we all, <laughs> none of us prepared. Yeah. So we, we really improved this one. It actually turned out to be a very, very fun hour. So tune into that next week. Um, the week after, um, me and Mandy are going to be in the Peloton studio this weekend. So if you're actually in New York, it's Peloton studio on Saturday. Look for me and Mandy. We're doing um, some live classes with Emma. So we're going to be actually recording an Epic the Polish episode from Jersey, and that's going to go up the week after. So you can hear us talk about our experience at Peloton in two weeks. And then the three of us will be back together to recap and catch up on life and catch up on everything going on in the last couple of weeks. I actually like those shows where we get to relax and have a good time. Tom, thank you so much. As always, it's fun for you, fun for you to join us. I love when you come on the show. I've been trying to get you on yeah. for a while. Yeah, <laughs> That is that is true. Uh, I always feel bad just being like, oh, I'm sorry, man. The schedule doesn't line up again. But thankfully, we worked this one out. It As always, it was a fun one. Thank you. You know, I think it worked out in the summer when you don't have to worry about the kids in the school. <laughs> yes, that's, that's when it works yeah, out for that, us better. That's a big difference, yeah. <laughs> so, all right. That being said, let's get out of here. I'm Blake. I'm Sal. I'm Mark. And you've been listening to the Blake and Sal Show with Mark. Have a good day, everybody. See ya. Oh, and it's team all time.
and good night. Bye-bye, bitch.